thanks to the limited knowledge of the early 90s, I just learned that if I ever wanted to change that number and make it go down, then my food intake also needed to go down. Everything was pretty cut and dry, black and white. But there was one thing that was very consistent, and that was the way I felt about my weight and the scale. In fact, over time, I became so nervous about stepping on the scale that I would get like nervousness and stress over it. In order to know where I was on the scale, I would sneak downstairs with the scale into our downstairs bathroom at home and weigh myself in private so that nobody would interrupt me while stepping on it as if they could even see what the number was to begin with. This was one of those things that had like a spring in it with the big dial that spun around. Like how accurate was that thing? Anyway, I remember going down there some mornings and using the toilet a few times and stripping off my clothes to get it to go down. And heaven forbid I get this brainy idea to weigh myself in the evening. That's when the scale would really go haywire and my stress would go through the roof. The only time I really ever liked the scale was when I was starving myself. This ain't no game show. This is life. I am the incognito athlete and I have so much to gain by losing 100 pounds. Are you with me? Let's do this. Hey, it's Erica and I am back with my 100 pound journey podcast. Thanks for joining me. I've got to say there's nothing like sitting behind this microphone after a long day. (laughs) I really enjoy being able to share everything with you while I round out this weight loss journey that I am on. And if you've listened to my last episode, you'll know that things are getting ramped up. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you here. I am on a mission to lose 100 pounds and to finally get to a place of health and happiness in my life after riding the weight loss roller coaster for more than 30 years. Yikes, yikes. I've got to say that one of the most incredible things about doing this journey is all of the constant learning and epiphanies that come along the way. You know, when we're in school, we're constantly learning, we're in front of the teacher, we're studying. It's basically our job. But then later in life, when we get into the workforce and we're just straight up adulting, you know, we're not as concentrated on learning. It truly requires a level of intent. And so since I started this journey, that's exactly what's been going on. In a way, I feel like I'm back in school. I'm having all of these amazing like, aha, light bulb moments. Even when I feel like I've got a good handle on things or I understand a concept or things are starting to click, that's when new revelations surface. And as you can imagine, a lot of it happens when introduced to other people, other ideas. My girl, Laura Hamilton, dietitian at Empower Nutrition, she has really been influential for me to level up in some small yet completely 
significant ways as part of my weight loss journey. And for my episode this week, what I want to do is share with you one of my new favorite habits, stepping on the scale every single day. Oh yeah, call me crazy. But every single morning I step on that scale and own that moment. Now, please remember, I'm not some petite little 120 pound thing, okay? The scale and I have been through a lot together. And so in this episode, I'm going to be going back in history, time traveling with you back to the dark ages when stepping on a scale gave me the shivers. (laughs) And I'm going to be rounding things out with five things that Wang and Daily has taught me and how it has changed my entire weight loss experience for the better. Ready? Here we go. My relationship with the scale dates all the way back to elementary school, if you can believe it. I may have even told you this story, but I'm going to tell you again, just in case you forgot. So way back when, it was so important for the school to maintain health records for us. I still think that's kind of weird, but in a way, I suppose it's a good thing. So it seemed like on an all-too-regular basis, our classes were called down to the nurse's office We all had to stand in line and wait to be weighed on the big, ugly metal scale. You know, that big, clunky thing that makes a whole lot of noise, which just seems to like reverberate and reinforce how heavy I'm feeling. Now, a lot of these visits, I didn't really think too much about it, and I didn't really even know what was going on. They never called out our number or anything crazy like that. But there was one time in particular about halfway through elementary school when we had to step on the scale and I was given my weight. Boy, do I wish I knew what it was at the time. That way I could really like see what was going on with me. However, what I do remember is what happened next. We all went out into the hallway and of course there were a few other students that were still getting weighed And as kids do, they start talking to each other and comparing numbers. What did you get? What is your number? What did you weigh? Da, da, da. And one person asked me and I hesitated because I knew that my number was higher than the others, but I didn't really have a perception of the differences. One boy in my class overheard and he literally gasped and yelled, oh my gosh, And he hollered out my weight and he started rallying and was patting people on the back and shoulder like, hey, did you hear Erica is blah, blah, blah. And I remember turning red in the face and just being a freaking kid, not knowing what to do, just kept saying, no, I'm not. No, I'm not denying it completely. It was so mortifying. I don't even remember this kid's name. I don't remember his face. I just remember how I felt. And it was not good. So clearly, there was an opportunity for kids to learn a little bit more about what's going on with this whole weighing in process. I couldn't have been any younger than maybe second grade, you know? And so... At this point, what am I learning? I'm learning the food pyramid. I'm, you know, learning what to eat, what's bad. 
for me and you know then I'm giving this arbitrary number that I know nothing about all I was able to ascertain is that the number that I was was also bad and thanks to the limited knowledge of the early 90s I just learned that if I ever wanted to change that number and make it go down, then my food intake also needed to go down. Everything was pretty cut and dry, black and white. But there was one thing that was very consistent, and that was the way I felt about my weight and the scale. In fact, over time, I became so nervous about stepping on the scale that I would get like nervousness and stress over it. In order to know where I was on the scale, I would sneak downstairs with the scale into our downstairs bathroom at home and weigh myself in private so that nobody would interrupt me while stepping on it as if they could even see what the number was to begin with. This was one of those things that had like a spring in it with the big dial that spun around. Like how accurate was that thing? Anyway, I remember going down there some mornings and using the toilet a few times and stripping off my clothes to get it to go down. And heaven forbid I get this brainy idea to weigh myself in the evening. That's when the scale would really go haywire and my stress would go through the roof. The only time I really ever liked the scale was when I was starving myself. So like, let's pause about that for one second. So the scale is going down while I'm abusing my body and starving myself, which is giving me good feelings, mixed feelings. I mean, none of this sounds or feels healthy to me. Unfortunately, as a teenager, like what the heck did I know? So let's fast forward then to 2014. There was a whole lot happened between high school and then. But 2014 marks a time when I got really, really fed up with my weight. I think I had hit around 250, 55 pounds or so. And I was desperate to be seen by the man that I was with at the time. So I started running. Now, I've talked about that in one of my previous episodes about running. Definitely listen to that one. It's got a similar vibe to this episode too. And in doing the running... I became completely obsessed with stepping on the scale and measuring myself. I still believe that both of those um, measurement habits are very healthy and helpful. However, I was literally weighing my worth, no pun intended, with stepping on the scale. I was pretty obsessive about it. Like I would get up, weigh myself, And then if I wasn't happy with that, I would go run and then I would come back and I'd weigh myself and then I would take a shower thinking that maybe like washing the sweat off would make the scale go down more. I mean, like really crazy, weird stuff would go through my head. And it was like anything I could do, make the scale go down. This is another really crazy thing. And I still do it to this day out of habit. Instead of having my lungs inflated and taking a deep breath, I empty my lungs and breathe out and hold my breath before stepping on the scale. At that time, that made me feel like I was getting everything out of my body that could potentially be 
landing on that scale. I know that that sounds insane, <laughs> but this, these are the kinds of things that happen when we have such an unhealthy relationship with food, our bodies, and ourselves. And it is really kind of weird that I still do that to this day, but just purely out of habit. I'm going to have to work on that one. <laughs> so I had a lot of success um, doing that, that running routine, as you can imagine. That was also the time when I was using diet pills, which I do not recommend. So something was working. Uh, but then, of course, I was not happy. I was in an extremely uh, unhealthy state of mind. And, um, it took me a, a few more years to, to move past that point in my life. And it was really that time that I met my husband. Okay. So at this point he and I knew each other and we had been going to CrossFit. So I was definitely establishing some more healthier habits. However, it was, um, leading up to and after our marriage that I got as I would say, fat and happy. That's when uh, I was dealing with a lot of dissonance in my life. And so I was doing everything that I could to be comfortable and to really take in the happiness that I was having in my life. Unfortunately, that didn't manifest in a happier life by eating all that salami and cheese and drinking lots of wine and beer and such. Instead, I ended up being almost 280 pounds. If you want to know more about that story, check out my earliest episodes. So where am I going with this? Well, if you've never been 280 pounds on a five foot five female frame, stepping on a scale at that point in your life is extremely challenging. It's downright terrifying. I knew that I had gotten heavy. I was wearing a lot of athleisure, baggy clothes. A lot of my jeans, if not all of them, didn't fit anymore. And I was just in complete denial. And I knew that things were getting out of hand. So I made up my mind that I would go ahead and get a smart scale so that I could see what was going on. It had probably been probably close to even a year since I had weighed myself. I was just going off of how close fit to determine like what size wedding dress to even buy. Please ask me about that story because it's a really interesting one. So the day I decided that I would step on the scale, I made a bet with myself as to what the number would be. This was an old tactic that I'd used so many times before as a way for me to maybe ease the blow of what it might actually be. You know, like if you overestimate, but then it falls under a little bit, then you're like, ooh, not so bad, even though it's still not healthy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do to myself. Unfortunately, this time I was almost 20 pounds past my wager. Yeah, oof, that was a rough one. I felt almost in shock, like the world just stopped. I had like this shrill chill run through my body. 
and my face and my ears got hot as my jaw fell flat on the floor. All I could do is now take a deep breath because I'd been holding it and stepped off the scale. I said, well, there you go. And honestly, even though that was a really tough moment in my life, I have to say I took it like a champ. At this point, I've been working on my mindset. And so I was doing a lot better at managing my emotions and my reactions. I knew that no matter what was on that scale, at least I knew. I knew what was going on. I knew what needed to happen. And it was an incentive and a motivator for me to make a change for myself. At the time, I didn't feel this way. But now, it's like clear as day. Metrics matter. They were so important to me that day, as hard of a pill as that was to swallow, because that was how I was able to know what was going on with myself. I had a starting point and a piece of intel so that I could make educated decisions going forward. This podcast has helped me to stay pretty accountable in weighing in, at least on a weekly basis. But it wasn't until I started working with Laura that I realized that the daily weigh-ins are really important. Now, people have lots of different opinions about this. Some people say, don't weigh in. The scale doesn't matter. It just matters how you feel or how your clothes fit. Yeah, I can buy into that to a point. However, I'm not looking to lose like 20 pounds. I, I was a person who needed to lose at least 100 pounds. Other people say, oh, you know, don't weigh in because it's going to mess with your head. And if it messes with your head, then it can throw you off and put you in a tailspin. And yes, I can appreciate that too because I've lived that like many, 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 many times across my life. However, I really truly believe that the scale has no power over us. It only does if we give it power. Unfortunately, my relationship with the scale pretty much sucked for most of my life. So I had to make a concerted effort to weigh in. In fact, even in the early weeks of working with Lara with Empower Nutrition, there was one day where I told her I chose not to weigh in because I thought it might throw me off. I leaned on that old excuse that I'd used before. And she kind of spoke with me sternly and said, you got to weigh in. You've got to get the metrics because if you don't weigh in that one day, then you're missing that information and you're missing out on an opportunity to see the trend over the week. Well, that's all she had to say. And I was compliant every day after that. She really challenged my thinking and pushed me out of my comfort zone. If it's going to make me uncomfortable to stand on the scale, then why should I not stand on it? Talk about an opportunity to engage some grit, right? So she suggested this as part of a new way of thinking 
when it comes to learning and establishing my new lifestyle. She calls it habit stacking. And of all of the many, many habits and things that I think I should be doing, this is one of the things that I made a focused effort to incorporate into my day. So maybe I should just talk about some of the basics. When do I weigh? It's my choice to weigh first thing in the morning. I usually take care of some business in the morning and I feel that I'm in a place where I'm probably going to get the most accurate reading possible. I do weigh in without any clothes on, again, probably because of, you know, wanting to be as low as possible, but that's what works for me. And I really just don't think anything of it. I step on the scale, I read the number, and I usually go, hmm. <laughs> it's, it might be a little high, it might be the same exact number to the decimal, it might be surprisingly low, I never know. In a way, it's a little bit like a game. However, there are some really interesting things that I have learned from weighing in daily. So I'm going to cover those five things for you right now. The first thing is our weight is never going to be completely consistent. It's always going to be within a certain range, especially if we're not doing anything that might make that change. So if we step on the scale and it jumps up a couple pounds, there's no reason to freak out. Because as Laura would say, those pounds aren't real. We're a living, breathing creature. And there's a lot of stuff going on with our bodies. And that's point number two. Our bodies are affected daily, hourly, by so many different factors. There's a handy article from Healthline that's titled, Is Weight Fluctuation Normal? And it outlines a whole bunch of reasons why our weight may fluctuate from day to day, from week to week. It can be anything from consumption of sodium or carbohydrates. It could be because of irregular digestion, inflammation from exercise, for us women, our menstrual cycle, and then for ev anybody, medication, alcohol can be a contributor. And making that observation takes me to point number three. If we are seeing fluctuations on the scale with some of these choices or behaviors, then we can potentially start to draw some correlations. By being a bit of a detective, we can say, okay, you know, while my menstrual cycle is happening, the scale is jumping up like five pounds. That's clearly not five pounds of fat. Give it a week and the scale will level back out. Now, I'm no expert. So if you have questions about this sort of thing, Laura would be my recommendation. You can always reach her at Laura underscore empowered on nutrition. She loves dispelling some myths. Okay, so here's number four. If you have an issue with stepping on the scale, if it causes you stress and negative emotions, then the scale has way too much power over you. Detaching your emotions from the scale is quite possibly one of the most healthy things that you can do while pursuing a state of ultimate wellness for yourself. 
again, the scale is there only to give us a one piece of information. That's the other thing too. It's just giving us this one number to kind of base things off of. And so if we can use that one clue, just like a detective again, and incorporate it with other things like what we've been eating, so a food diary, and then maybe even measurements, those kinds of things all together can help us to really see what's going on as far as our progress. So again, that leads me into my final point, number five. A lot of scales are just going to give you your entire body mass, okay? And so there are a lot of other products out there that allege to tell you your skeletal mass, your muscle mass, even your water mass. Um, I am not qualified to speak to the quality of these scales, but I will tell you that there are other tools out there that you can use to get more information. In no way am I recommending that you go out and get yourself a set of calipers like they used on us when I was in elementary school. Lord, no. I'm talking about the in-body scan. That's something that I've gotten before, and it's so telling to my makeup. You know, how much fat do I have on my body? Where am I storing that? Is it in my legs? Is it in my torso? I can even drill down into my visceral fat, the fat around my organs, the fat that is more, most um, harmful or, or, or risky as far as it comes to my overall health. So that's just one example of a scan that can be done and is it available through um, many different health providers. I highly recommend something like this, especially like the beginning, middle and end of a journey so that you can see the progress that's made, not just looking at the scale or even with your measurements, but really looking at the lean body mass too and ensuring that you're not losing, um, I said lean body, what I meant is lean muscle mass. Knowing that kind of information can also be extremely telling and helpful along your wellness journey. So I've got a little challenge for you. If you don't have a scale, if you have your scale hidden away, go get it. Go get one. It's like $25 or something at Walmart. It's not going to break the bank. It will help you and it will help you get over that bad relationship that you have with the scale. Weighing yourself every day is going to really help you to empower yourself. Take back that power that you gave the scale and then also to give you some information to go off of. New habits can be a challenge, but they're not impossible. So if this is something new, something you don't even want to do, do some things that it will help you to remember. Set a reminder, maybe on your phone, an alert. That way, after your first trip to the ladies' room, you can weigh in and log it. Where do you log it? I don't care, wherever you want to. I've done it on a notepad, in a spreadsheet. Oh yeah, I'm that girl. And then I have most recently been recording it in my fitness pal and even through my Fitbit charge. That's something I'll talk about another time. I got a Fitbit charge five. I love this thing. So whatever works for you, that's what you do. But I do highly encourage you to give this a shot. 
coming from somebody who had to step on the scale and read 278 pounds, please just give it a go. There is nothing more wonderful than having power over your emotions and being completely unaffected by any outside influence, especially a big hunk of plastic and metal on the floor. Folks, I really do appreciate you joining me as I do every single week. This journey is totally life-changing for me, and it is very humbling for me to be able to be a part of your journey, to share some real life experiences and thoughts with you. If you have any questions about what I said today, or perhaps you even have questions about Empower Nutrition, please let me know. Uh, I am working with Laura and the Empower Nutrition team, and I could not be more thrilled to be able to support them in everything that they do to encourage women to make that mindset shift for themselves. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching with me, let me know, and we can talk about what you need as part of your journey to find happiness and health. As I said, please remember that you are in control of your life. You have the ability to live the life that you want. So let's go out and let's make it a great day. Love you, mean it. 